Hello, and welcome to Adventurous Polyamory, the podcast where we rip off the shrink wrap and get into the messy reality of our lifestyle. I'm Rachel Barth, your hostess with the mostest, and I'm here to open up a big old can of truth and honesty about the joys and pitfalls of polyamory. I am not, by nature, a heroic, big-picture sort of person. My motto is, eternity in a grain of sand. I like things small-scale, and I like them simple. This is why, to me, chicken soup is a good metaphor for a well-organized life. Relax, this isn't that whole chicken soup for the soul thing. I'm not that nice. I'm speaking of what I like to call the chicken soup lifestyle. When you are living the chicken soup lifestyle, you are always either preparing to make soup, actually making soup, or else eating the soup. Bonus points for having extra soup to give away. In the most literal manner, here's what I mean by that. Let's say you roast a chicken because you have some company coming over. I just did this the other day. My sister was in town with her whole family, and she was dropping off her daughter to attend college. Very exciting. Clearly, time to make a chicken. I also baked some potatoes and made my daughter Anna's favorite summer salad, arugula, watermelon, peaches, red onion, and feta cheese, dressed with salt, pepper, olive oil, and fresh lemon juice. Mm-mm. It seems like only yesterday that both Anna and my niece were just fat little babies wandering around, and here they are cooking and growing up. My God. Okay, after you eat the chicken, you have a nice big chicken carcass. At this point, you have entered the stage of preparing to make chicken soup. But you're busy, and so you put the carcass in a container and freeze it for the time being. Every time you make anything that produces veggie scraps, you put the scraps in the freezer with the carcass. Any kind of scraps. Onion butts, the papery skins of onions and garlic, the random little knob of ginger that is never going to have any other use, the peelings and ends of carrots, overly tough stems of mushrooms, odd chunks of celery, unwanted bits of parsley or scallions that one tomato that's getting way past its prime. Pretty much whatever the heck you have that was part of a vegetable and would usually go into the compost bin can instead go into the container with the frozen chicken carcass. This is why I say you are always preparing to make chicken soup. Every day or so, you put in another onion butt or a handful of carrot tops. One day, you notice that the container is getting full. So you put all that stuff into water with some salt, peppercorns, bay leaves, whatever. And a few hours later, you have chicken broth. You strain out all the solids and they can finally go to the compost bin. Although my mother-in-law used to use the cooked soup greens to make a kugel. You could also add it to a quiche. Something to consider. Now you can use the broth to make chicken soup or freeze it for a future occasion when someone is sick or you just feel like having soup. Eventually, you make that soup. You put the broth into your pot 
And now you add more onion, more garlic, more carrot, more mushroom, all that. And guess what? You take those peels, butt ends, skins, and stems, and put them into the container in the freezer. Because you are always preparing to make chicken soup. Even when you're actually making chicken soup, you're still preparing to make chicken soup next time. The finished soup is delicious. It's rich with nutrition, swimming with yummy little morsels. It's better than anything from a store. And now you're back at the beginning of the cycle, waiting for a moment when you have a chicken carcass again. Spoiler alert, this method also works just fine with beef bones, pork bones, even shrimp peelings, crab shells, really whatever you got. All right, we've been talking about soup for quite a while now. What could this have to do with polyamory? I noticed that often when people enter our lifestyle, they approach it in a very fast food kind of way. They want it now. They want to overeat in an unhealthy way. And they want it cheap too. They don't care if it is good for them or not. They just want to eat until their cheeks are shiny with grease and stinging with salt. They don't want to wait while a green salad is prepared. They're hungry now, damn it. Well, yeah, I am a mother, and this will forever shape the way I think about things, okay? If you want a Joe Rogan, I'm sorry. Not sorry. But follow along with me here. What I'm saying is, you might get better, more sustainable results if you approach polyamory as a chicken soup lifestyle, a holistic, self-renewing, nourishing system that can carry you into a good future. Let's break it down. Chicken soup, a delicious and healthy meal, is the life you want. It's full of love, healthy relationships, good communication, pleasure, all the good things. This is always our goal. And when our life is well organized, we are always steering towards these things. So now what? First off, you will not be able to make chicken soup unless you first get into the mindset of always being in the process of preparing to make chicken soup. A healthy and nutritious lifestyle doesn't just magically manifest in your life. You have to do the work to make it happen. And you need to do that work pretty much constantly, usually in a low-key, background habit kind of way. Remembering to put the butt ends of the onions and carrots into the container in the freezer. It only takes a moment. This work is things like your self-care and your continuous journey to better self-understanding and self-love. Second, your meal is not just composed of what you put in it. It also has a lot that comes from the people who you let into your life. To keep on horsing this metaphor around, you need to examine them. Are they radiantly colorful organic veggies artisanally raised on a farm run on principles of agricultural renewal? 
Or are they bland, out-of-season things that were raised on chemicals and trucked in from 5,000 miles away? Romantically speaking, you absolutely are what you eat. Are you eating anything that is toxic or maybe just not that nutritious? And last but not least, you don't make this chicken soup just for yourself. You are making a big old vat of soup and it is meant to nourish everyone at your table. If you were dating a vegan, you would make them vegan food. If they were allergic to something, you would not put that in your soup. And you will find the best results when you approach your chicken soup in this manner, taking time to ensure that the ingredients are good for all the people you expect at your dinner. Pardon the strange noises in the background. That is my dog acting like a dog. Okay, people who don't like to cook or who are unaccustomed to cooking will tend to think of it as a finite task that, when finished, is simply done until the next time. But experienced cooks see it as a process, which is moving forward through time. So this time, I have chili. Maybe I'll top it with some cheese and fritos. Tomorrow, a little bit of chili left, throw it on a baked potato. What am I going to have with a baked potato? Maybe some steak? Next day, the leftover steak can go into a salad. If I have any leftover Fritos, they can go with that lunch. You see what I mean? We eat every day, and so we learn to think ahead about the process of preparing to eat. Polyamory is most sustainable when approached this way, just like eating. So first, you get into the mindset of always preparing to make soup, or more specifically, always be working on creating a healthy and nutritious lifestyle for yourself personally via self-care and self-knowledge. You don't want to eat junk food, and you don't want to be junk food. You are creating something positive for yourself, but you're also simultaneously making yourself into something nourishing for others. And these two things are essentially the exact same process. Here is where I will explain why I'm spending so much time on a metaphor rather than simply spelling out all of this directly. We use metaphors as part of the story we create about our own lives. And the story we are telling ourselves is incredibly important. It colors everything. Are you telling a story about how you're a plucky survivor who's been through the fire and is bound for success? Or are you telling a story about how you are a beaten down victim who has barely survived and is struggling under the continuing barrage of troubles? Is the story about your best life? Or is it about how awful and unsatisfactory this life is? Did you encounter a few shitty people? Or is everyone you meet shitty? Does your story say that all men are trash? Or that all women are crazy? The metaphors you use are part and parcel of the story you're telling. So here I offer you this wholesome, positive, 
and gentle metaphor of your life being like chicken soup. I want you to have a better story to tell yourself. Why? Because we are both trying to create a better life. A chicken soup lifestyle. Yummy and good for us too. And to do that, we have to get in the mindset that we are always either preparing to make soup or, in more literal terms, we are always doing some self-care. Why do we do self-care? I have written thousands of words on this topic, but the short version is two reasons. One, you'll be happier and enjoy your life more when you do self-care. And two, being happy and enjoying life is incredibly attractive, so you will draw other happy, healthy, well-adjusted people into your life, and the whole thing is self-reinforcing in an awesome way. So even if you are still in a sad state where you don't really feel too motivated to take care of your sweet self, maybe the prospect of attracting a super sexy partner will get you moving. Self-care can be a lot of different things. I always say you have to know what you're training for. It can be very lofty or very mundane. Like my dad used to love to go hiking on those long pilgrimage trails in Europe. He was always training for it. He'd go for hundreds of miles. He was always at the gym on the treadmill and the stair climber. He kept at it really until just about last year. Now he's 83. He's slowing down a little bit, I guess. My mom, not so much of a hiker. She swims. She does Zumba. I have a ridiculous memory of her at about 75 years old, trying to get me to show her how to twerk. I just, I mean, I, I am not that good of a dance instructor. <laughs> Personally, I have a few things I am training in. I have chronic depression, so I always need a mental health element in my self-care. I include writing in this area of self-care, too. But I found that getting plenty of fresh air and sunshine is super necessary for my mental health. So leisurely walks with my dog are always on the list. Also a lot of dog cuddles. My pupper is like a cocktail of Xanax and Wellbutrin in a warm, soft, squeezy bundle. The other thing I'm always training for is to live a long time while continuing to have lots of sex. This might seem obvious or universal. I mean, who doesn't want those things, right? But neither of those things will happen unless I am physically able to do it. So right now, that's looking like a combination of Pilates and weight training. I've been a little lazy about it, honestly. But as the poet said, always at my back I hear time's winged chariot hurrying near. I know that I don't have forever to accomplish this training. And neither do you. The second thing we were thinking about here is how soup is only as good as its ingredients. You're working hard to make yourself into a high-quality soup ingredient. Maybe we can say that you are the, the chicken in this picture. You are an organic, free-range, wild-pastured chicken raised in absolute comfort. Side note, 
There's a very famous farm in Virginia where the owner, Joel Salatin, refined a lot of sustainable farming techniques and wrote some excellent books about it too. His farm is called Polyface Farm. Clearly, this is where our polyamorous chicken soup ingredients are coming from. Shout out to you, Joel Salatin. Thank you for inspiring me all these years. Well, I wouldn't spend the extra money on a wonderful chicken from Polyface Farm, only to then throw it in the pot with leathery, tasteless carrots from the back of the produce section at the Aldi. No, I'm going to honor the excellence of the chicken with equally excellent ingredients. Flip this back to our lifestyle. I'm not going to spend all this time and effort growing into a better person only to then surround myself with low-quality humans who drag me down. This one is hard. It's very hard. We can judge ourselves so harshly at times and yet still give other people a pass on all kinds of shit we would never do ourselves. Why? Why do they deserve to get away with it and we deserve to be scolded? No. Hold yourself to a high standard and hold everyone around you to it as well. I don't mean that you should chase after them and try to make them act right. Trying to make people act right is a form of emotional labor that honestly you don't owe to anyone except your own children. And even that only when they are still young. Right about the mid-teens or so, it will become their problem. And you will know that time has arrived when they really quit listening to you and act like jerks. Go ahead. Let them be jerks. Let them collect the results of that. Maybe have a gin and tonic while you watch that story unfold. You might not be enough of a savage to actually enjoy the train wreck, but ultimately, you have to let your kids go. And that includes letting them go and be idiots. And this is all the more true for grown-ass adults who are not your relations in any way. You do not have to, and in fact, you actually cannot, make them act right. So when I say, hold yourself to a high standard and hold everyone around you to it as well, I just mean that you don't have to tolerate people who don't act right. Just sit with that for a moment. If a person can't figure out how to act right, then they don't get to be in your soup ingredients. Everyone has the right to act whatever stupid way they prefer, and you have the right to use only the best ingredients for your soup. Pretend you are Iron Chef Morimoto and take time to really consider the quality of those ingredients. Are they deceptive, shifty, terrible communicator ingredients? Are they the sort of ingredients that leave you feeling shamed, sad, unsatisfied, or exhausted? Why would you want to eat that kind of soup? Unsatisfying soup? No, no. You really want soup that satisfies body and soul, right? With noodles or, or maybe dumplings. If there was an actual food ingredient that made you sick or have an allergic reaction, you would have very little difficulty in saying no to that, right? Peppers, maybe, or seafood? No, thank you. 
you're not going to eat that stuff because you know darn well that the next thing that's going to happen is you're going to have to get out the EpiPen and be lucky to avoid a visit to the ER. Yet, you will go ahead and chow down on metaphorical food that makes you sick in your mind and in your heart. Don't do that to yourself. You have the right to say no to unhealthy ingredients. And again, last but not least, this chicken soup I'm making is not just for me. This self-care is not merely for myself alone. If I get sick with my depression or develop an injury in my shoulders so that I can't work, it'll have effects on my whole polycule, not just on me. Caring for my mental and physical health is part of how I contribute to a good environment in my polycule. See how it's like the chicken soup? It's nutritious for me and also delicious for everyone else. And I did the work to make it, and I am proud to share it. I mean, obviously, my mileage does vary. I'm not a saint, and I like to eat junk food. So, I mean, there's still plenty of room for improvement. But as we say, it is the journey, not the destination. There's no magical place I could get to where I would no longer need to do self-care, after all. Even if I somehow managed to achieve peak health for 53-year-old me, well, I mean, I'll still go right on getting older. So the maintenance is never-ending. Still, I get doubly, no, actually triply rewarded. First, I get the reward of feeling good because I'm mostly healthy. Second, I get the reward of enjoying all the fun, pleasure, and happiness available to me because of the good things that I can do, because I'm mostly healthy. And third, I get the reward of seeing all of this goodness multiply around me because I'm helping create a good environment in my polycule and in my community. And of course, all that will ripple right back to number two, increasing the fun, pleasure, and happiness available. Now I imagine you can understand why I certainly hope and expect that my partners will take good care of their own health and why this is so essential. However, as we have already discussed, I cannot take on the labor of chasing them all over about it. That will wear me out and it probably won't work anyway. I mean, it's been almost seven years and I haven't even been able to convince John to get a pedicure. Rumor has it that this might actually happen this weekend, though. Stay tuned. But this is what I'm saying. It took seven years just for this one little thing. Now imagine that I was trying to make John get a colonoscopy. No, I am not in charge of him, and I'm not in charge of his toe fungus, and I am not picking up that labor. Now let's just acknowledge that doing all that self-care can be a struggle at times. It's work, and wow, sometimes I just wish my own mom would do it for me. But that is not reality. We are grown folks, and we have to do the work ourselves. Life is busy and often difficult. Things pile up. It is so hard to stay on top of it all. 
I try to avoid falling into the misery of thinking that I'm trapped in an endless slog of chores and aggravation until I die. That is not a productive mindset. This is why I put all this energy into keeping a positive mindset. I love chicken soup. I love cooking. Envisioning myself and my life as part of the chicken soup helps me remember what I'm really doing and why I'm doing it. Maintaining a good vision of myself and my life is my foundational act of self-care, which makes all the rest of it so much easier. And as Sun Tzu remarked, you get over difficult ground as easily as you can. All right. I think that's about all I have for you today. Go out there and make some soup, you crazy, beautiful people. Thank you for listening. I want to hear from you. Please get in touch with me at unlimitedheartcoaching at gmail.com. You can also find me on Instagram at unlimitedheartfreedom. Drop me a DM. I will answer. As always, I am available for coaching sessions. And if you feel you could use some help, get in touch with me for a free exploratory session. I appreciate you all so very much, and I'll see you back here in a couple of weeks.